cheers to episode 128. Oh no. Cheers. Are you good, Evan? Yeah, it's just the episode 28. Like, well done. Keep the browser tab open while we upload your high quality recording. One, two. It's the Riverside. Three. It's Riverside. Happy so birthday, Grant. Grant. <laughs> that was perfectly in sync. Thanks, guys. Um, it is my birthday today. Yep. 26 years show. old. Thanks, guys, for coming in. Yep. Thank you. Go get a Grimace shake. Yes. Um, let's see. We last recorded Tuesday, July 25th. Today's Sunday, August 6th. 7:29 p.m. on the East Coast. Welcome into listening to the number one sports podcast in the state of Michigan. Your one-stop shop for coverage on every team. Um, as always, we are going to do our weekly check-ins of what's been going on in our life. Then we're going to talk about some football. Some oh, Evan, what's that coming? Oh, you're fine. A little feedback. Throw a little feedback. You, you there, hit something. Think. I think you're good now. I hit something. Don't touch a single thing while you do this show. <laughs> like you're in one of those okay. mazes, like in Kim Possible, and there's lasers <laughs> all through the room, and you just can't touch it. Um, touch as long as I think you don't bump any cords, you should be good. I'm sitting here perfectly still the entire time. <laughs> Great posture. We're going to talk about what's happening in our lives, some football, Detroit Lions. Training camp is rolling along. A lot of storylines, some drama, um, some intriguing storylines. Then we have to talk about the Tigers briefly, Alex, about the trade deadline. I don't um, have to. Good opportunity for you to rip the team even more, even though we just supported them on Friday. Mm. So we're kind of frauds for that. And then lastly, Michigan, Michigan State football. We're going to do a little bit of offensive preview, um, as well as some miscellaneous topics about both teams and also the Big Ten as a whole. I thought I have some questions for you guys about that. Um Without further ado, how do you think, should, since we just saw each other today, actually, do you guys think we should just work backwards in terms of our recap and talk about our weekend and then if any other notable things have happened since? Yes. So to set the stage, uh, Alex, Evan, and listener Cody with a K came up um, on Saturday for some golf. We went to Blackheath Golf Club. We'll give us some pub because I think overall we had a fun time. Near disaster, kind of their fault. They don't sell alcohol there. This is a wild, wild. Now, kids, you don't need alcohol to have fun playing golf. But yeah, kind of. That's do. right. But it certainly helps. I, I was gonna buy a C four energy drink and chug it, so I just just to feel something on the course. If there <laughs> if there was no, that was my backup plan. I, mean, I don't think you knew that, but there were C fours. You might have an up. issue, Grant. Well, I just wanted to, you know. Some excitement. I was like, I'll just it's drink like this pretty life. fast. <laughs> so we get there. Um, European link style kind of reminded me of the open course at St. Andrews, I would say, if you're going to compare <laughs> it to something. <laughs> what a fucking wild comparison. Evan got mad at Alex off the jump because Alex was calling him. He thought it's because he was late, which is hilarious looking back at it. Now why I was calling him. Um, but not going to shout anyone out by name because I want them to keep their job. But basically, we got the, the wink, wink that if we supplied our own alcohol, that it'd be okay on the course. Um, shout out to Cody for K for asking that question. Shout out to Alex for going and getting it right before our tea time. I think he pulled into the parking lot at like one twenty one, 
with the 12 pack of Bushlight and Fireball, and our tea time was at 122. So we stuffed that in the bags, got out there. Um, I guess we're incriminating ourselves, but it really doesn't matter because we already played the round and had a good time. Sourcing happens, you get banned from Blackheath Golf Club. And that would be devastating. The pro shop smells <laughs> like devastating. Bologna. They had rotating hot dogs, <laughs> bologna shop. Um, I had fun. I don't know about you guys. I don't want to tutor on horn, but I think we'd all agree we played pretty good golf as a, as a group of four. Yeah, I'd say we did. The first few holes, we did not play good golf as a group of four, but Speak we were very yourself. rushed. Yeah, she did shank one early. I remember that. I was like, "Ooh, Alex!" So my still second rattled. shot of the day, actually, <laughs> from his booze run, he's rattled. Still. <laughs> yeah, but no, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, what what happened from that? Oh, Alex and I need to settle a debate that we're having. Uh, apparently, it's I'm not a debate. It isn't a debate. I owe Alex a dollar, uh, technically, but for the golfers out there, you can imagine with my ignorance to the game of golf. Um, if I'm no one's going to side with you, I know, but I'm, I want them to understand where I'm coming from. So when you tell them Grant was trying to cheat, I just simply didn't know Alex offered a chip off on a hole. We rode like three feet from each other off the green. We were in the, the rough cut, right? Not the fringe. No rough cut. And I was like, yeah, I'll do it. I'll do closest to, um, I duffed mine short. I landed in the fringe cut. Um, and he goes, I take direct deposit for his $1 win. Um, but he proceeds to skull his chip well past the pin. It was not a skull. Either way, continue. It was a skull. It felt like a skull. A skull would not have stayed on the green. It wasn't a good chip, but a skull would have been off the green. A better way to say it. Um, so his was still on the green, but their distance from the pin was probably, probably pretty close to the eye. Um, and so I was like, oh, it's a, it's a scratch. We're good. We, we both stunk. And I was like, no, you're not on the green. I was like, well, it's closest to the pin and we're about equal distance close to the pin. Apparently in golfing society, you have to be on the green in a chip off to even qualify. Um, so I guess by the letter of the law, I do owe Alex a dollar, but on the course, I decided that I was, I told him I wasn't going to pay him. Um, and I think it got under his skin a little bit for the rest of the round. I, w- I would say that's fair. It was just bad principle by you. Yeah, I agree. I do appreciate my partner, Cody, um, knows all the golf rules. He was in the bunker, wasn't he? He's like, ah, let's just call it a scratch. <laughs> that did make me laugh, laugh looking back. We had to shout out him. Some of the most insane up and downs I've seen. Um, yeah, he did. I don't, I don't, crazy ones. I don't play with Cody a ton. I didn't. I know he's that really is not good. common practice. He doesn't it's, do that every time. It kind of felt like that's just his game, that he's just going to make absurd up and downs from ridiculous places. On he the does course. make a lot of up and downs that are crazy, but <laughs> the level of which he was doing at that in the stretch of four holes, then that does not happen. <laughs> um, and then we left and we went downtown Rochester. Fun spot. Uh, apparently I put on a garbage disposal play for the ages. Uh, <laughs> at the first There's nothing place. new. We're, I'm used to it. Alex should be used to it. There's nothing new. We're all used to used it. Used to Just... what? Grant pulling things out of his ass? No. No. Or are we talking about Grant cleaning up everybody's yes. leftovers? Yeah, no one's surprised by it. I've been doing it for years. It was, you guys would laugh at this today. So the backstory was that 
the, our waiter, very nice guy, just kept asking to take plates when they weren't really ready to be taken yet. And we the were, bar. and then we went to the bar we were at later that night, which was wild. Um, we went out to lunch today with my parents for my birthday, and I was eating a clam chowder soup, delicious by the way. Kind of threw me off though. The chowder was red based, tomato based, which you don't normally see. There are two called, styles uh, of chowder. It was called Charlie's Chowder. I highly recommend to try Charlie's Chowder. It was delicious, but I was kind of taking a while to eat it because I was talking. Um, so I wasn't eating the fastest. And I still had like 10 spoonfuls left. Waitress comes up. Are you done with that? I'll take it. I was like, nah, I'm still working on it. It's like, why does this keep happening to me in the last two days? <laughs> Every waiter or waitress in the county is like, are you done with that? I want to take it Maybe from you. you. Slow. It's not done. Maybe I do. Maybe that's what I'm learning. Um, Evan, you were disappointed in your teriyaki salmon sandwich. I think that should be noted. For the I record. was still disappointed I, in it. I think in general, it doesn't help that your guys' chicken wings were so good. They were good. <laughs> yeah, I did feel bad just saying these are top three of all time, but they were. I gave Evan one, and they were they're really good. Yeah. Looking so back, fair. Evan, do you think you would have gone with a little safer menu? Because a salmon sandwich is a risky thing to get. Well, always dry so made at a restaurant. Damn, Alex! You make wet salmon. Good. It was it was not cooked properly. It was charred. It was you seared to the max, and then they doused in teriyaki, and it was overdone. The teriyaki was just powering. It was like teriyaki slaw and bun. <laughs> <laughs> teriyaki slaw and bun. <laughs> and just um, watching everybody else enjoy their meals just made me even sadder. So I just finished off the truffle fries. Those were good. At least you had that. Yeah. And your blue moons look delicious as well. Always good. Um, we had some success with Kino. Evan, you got your money back, and I stumbled into $75. Didn't know yeah, I won, yeah. which was great. Was <laughs> great, great feeling. pulling things out of his ass. Yes. <laughs> what else? Oh, yes. Then we got into it at Main Street Billiards. Shout out to that establishment um, for their games. They need a new ping pong table, but that's neither here nor there. Um, what was it? Oh, yes, it was over a pool rules debate because you scratched on the eight ball, and apparently you had let that rule go last game. And I didn't know. Well, because Grant scratched on the eight ball the game before, and we're like, yeah, we'll just not say anything, be good. And then I did it, and then Grant was quick to say that they won. Do we know completely for forgetting? Sure, yes. If you if you're aiming at the eight ball, you don't make the eight ball, but you scratch in the process of aiming at the eight ball, you lose the game. I mean, I don't know I for sure. Official rules of Billards, I think you would lose the game if you missed the eight ball on your shot. Billards. Yeah, if you miss the eight ball, fully scratch, Yeah, I would assume you lose, which I you would, did the game before. <laughs> I would like a listener that is – I mean, specifically, we can look, I'll look it up. Specifically, though, in like bar billiards because there's like ball and hand rules that I'm still – I feel like every time I play – pool in a bar it's always a slightly variation of a rule set that i didn't know about or like certain people play should just be agreed upon with the people there's a billiard congress of america it's kind of like uh beer pong where like every house has little quirks in their rules and i feel like when i play pool like some people are like no it's not ball in hand you put it behind the two dots blah 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 whatever it's just always confusing and then that's probably why a lot of people that play pool get in fights at a professional level it was fun. Um, dance floor was, we probably stayed at the dance floor a little too long. 
Um, <laughs> it was an interesting mix of people. It was. It was there were some characters on that dance floor. Good music. Um, <laughs> some Evan characters. Evan perfected his dance move in the crowd. It was. It was pretty great. <laughs> Saw Snapchat this morning that made me laugh. Thinking Just back Bob to and it. Weave, Bob and Weave. That video was funny. Um, shout out to the bartender on the backside with the orange dream. Knows her establishment. Knows how to make that. Um, it's not the one up front. And called me out for not finishing mine. It was yes. just a lot. Of li- it was a lot of liquid. Didn't you guys think that? It was a, it was a big shot. It was a shout out mocks. It was a mock shot. Yeah. yeah, just felt like well, I saw her pouring the, the Jameson into like the shaker bottle, and she was over there just like draining that bottle in there. And I was like, "Oh my gosh, here we go!" It tasted fantastic. It just was a lot oh, yeah, of liquid to get down in one, and that's what I struggled with. Um, but looking back, I did realize that why well, I had a slight headache this morning because I didn't feel that bad going to bed. But I realized the variety of alcohol that we drank yesterday was probably attributed to the headache. Yeah. Um, it was fun though. I don't know if I'm missing anything. No else. rail after contact. Boom. Real rule. Told you. No rail. No. Yeah. I think I agree okay. with that one. Yeah. It's, it's just I've had people yell at me for saying that. I play slop scratch. and ball a hand just because it's faster. We're not all the best builders players. You play. I play those just because it makes the game go by faster. And then the whole scratch debate was just Grant missed and but this cue ball never went in. Alex hit the cue ball, but. Alex hit the eight ball, excuse me, but the cue ball went in, so that's where the great. But the eight is. ball did not go. The eight in. ball did not. Everyone knows that rule, but I'm, Everyone I'm curious. Scratch on the, but technically Grant scratch on the eight ball too. Yes, but just a matter of the ball didn't go in. Yeah, it's like if you scratch on the eight ball not going in. Neither of our balls eight ball went in. No, we were just bad at pool, so we missed and scratched <laughs> on the eight ball, but the eight ball didn't go in. So it's like, is that is that game over? I like the rule we have where you just keep playing because I think the pressure around the eight ball is like the most fun part of the game. Um, you need to watching people. You need to play with friend of the podcast, Jason. How does he play? He, he just he's the all time. Just keep on playing. Somebody hits eight ball in the middle of the <laughs> round. Grab the eight ball, put it back on the table. Let's go. I love that. <laughs> I actually do love that. That's fun. All right, I gotta play pool with Jason. Okay, um, Alex and I Tigers went, game and Cody went to a Tigers game. It was yep. they stink. The, like the weather weather was great. I enjoyed the bleacher seats. The people we were with was fun. The game itself was horrendous. Um, a lot of things about Comerica Park weren't great. I would say, but Miggy hit a double grant. <laughs> yes, I was went crazy telling Evan about that. How like. There's a certain population of like Tigers fans where all they know is Miggy. They don't know like the new players, and rightfully so because we've been so bad. So they look at him like a god, and they they tune in when he's up to bat because the announcer gets all excited and he hit a double, and the place was just going bananas. Down four nothing, hit a double, and I think we ground someone grounded out the third, and the inning was over the next play. But they'll always have that moment of seeing him bloop a double in the right field, and people are just bonkers. Alex, would you bonkers. like to talk about um, the post-game fireworks bonkers show that you were getting annoyed well, at? Two things. One. And then the variations we got to. If you saw 100 pitches from an MLB pitcher, and let's say they're pitching in their full arsenal, they can throw whatever they want at you, will you follow off one pitch? Will you f- follow tip one pitch? I will yes. follow tip one pitch. Yes. I think Saying I you're going to hit a home run is crazy. I'll be yeah. lucky to – Get a ball in play that's to the left of the pitcher's mound. Mm. 
to technically it, pull the ball. If I put one in play, it is literally going down the first baseline and probably touching the bag. It's the only way I hit one fair. Now, if he now, how does it change if you knew he's throwing you a hundred straight, like ninety-five mile an hour fastballs? Do you think you could get a hit by the end of the hundred? Yeah, if it's the same pitch, just over and over and over again, eventually you just start. You would be able to hit a couple, but you wouldn't hit home runs. Just the timing. Hundred pitches I, a lot. You'd I be exhausted though, after thirty pitches. Yes, that's a big factor. I do think though, if it was a pitcher who has like a good two seam action on his fastball, I'm not touching one, even if he throws a hundred in a row of that, because those would be move nasty. And you, it's never the same each time. It was a four seam, maybe, but yeah, just like that. I was like, <laughs> what doesn't go in and out? Go all over the place. You can make it go. You can make it dance. It's a curveball fastball. And then if you think about this, he could throw one at your head, and then you're just never gonna even. Be able to focus you're after that. Leave. Yeah, walk off. Like he won't hit oh, you, but he's you. gonna make you think about it, and then there's no chance you're gonna hit anything. Um. So we talked about that during the game because it was so boring. I lost eight nothing. Oh, actually, yes. Your second point about the firework display and the behavior of the fans. <laughs> the amount of people and children I saw with their tarps off <laughs> for a team that lost eight nothing and dancing and waving them like rally towels. Yeah, you would have thought we won the World Series. It was Dude, an unbelievable Friday sight. night. Come on, it was an unbelievable sight. I'm not saying I was mad about it, but it was. There's sad. that word again. It, it had it's to be Friday sad. night. Don't be a party pooper. It, it in felt, parade. I didn't party pooper it. I was just like, wow, this is absurd. It was an out of body experience. Like the, the the lights at Comerica were like doing a strobe effect, and they were like getting people hyped to see the fireworks, and they were just doing the crowd shots. Cut the kids blaring Latin music because it was Fiesta Tigres night. And these kids are just, like I said, tarps off, just waving. Like, and then there were grown-ass men tarps off. Screaming in the camera that was going around the stadium. This is something else. And I'm sure those kids maybe are more well-adjusted than I was. But I don't know about you. When I would play games with, like, my dad and family and my team lost. Tarp was, never came off. I was sad and I was a depressed boy for a little bit on the way home. <laughs> and maybe that, that speaks out me being a loser, but I just can't relate to the feeling of watching your team get dusted and being like, all right, tarps off fireworks time. Evan, we got a little feedback. Oh, it's gone. Oh, there it goes. You're not supposed to move. Remember? <laughs> I'm sorry. You're good. Um, yeah, it was a scene. It was lastly the fireworks at the very end. Was, first of all, the fireworks were a little long for my liking. They went for a long time. Oh my God, you're complaining about the firework length. Not a huge firework guy. I know where. Hey, let's just say this. I know where our budget's going. Looting. It's not on. It's not on free agent players. It's on that fire. Yeah, we show. put a lot of money into fireworks. How long was it? Time wise, how long was it? I think it was at least twenty five minutes. I was gonna say a half hour. Two and a half every Fourth of July, dude. Come because on, they, are you really going to rain on and the, they, the parade? And they just do that every Friday? Well, I just feel like we could put our funds somewhere else, like to baseball every players. Every Friday yeah. home game. You know why we had to get Baez instead of Carlos Correa? Fireworks show. <laughs> Anyways, the finale, the <laughs> final <laughs> actual finale, it was, like, it was as loud as – well, it was as loud as what I was hoping was going to happen when we watched Oppenheimer. I was hoping that's what it was going to be. It was insanely loud. I couldn't imagine if I lived in Detroit – or like just newly moved to Detroit and I'm in my like apartment downtown and then these go off, I would be freaking out how loud it was. It sounded well, like you're also like bombs. underneath it. You're not like 
No, because the fireworks that had gone on for 20 minutes before that were fine. And then the ending was like, holy shit, hunker down. <laughs> you were an old man already. You were complaining. No, about you can ask anybody. Show. Everybody around us was like, wow, it got loud in here. I will say, Evan, I, I was too slow getting Snapchat out, but McCrate was behind us with his sunglasses on, and it was so bright. It looked like that photo in Oppenheimer of like, him <laughs> yes, looking. And, it did. Like, I it wanted did. to get it so That'd bad. That would be an all-time great it. picture. It was. That's a meme. McCrate watching the fireworks of Ford Field like just like Oppenheimer. It was wild. Yeah. So that made the fireworks worth it because the ending was something else. Hot dogs are eight dollars and they're the size of like a popsicle, and uh, the beer is like fourteen dollars. It's a joke to like go to a game there for how bad the team is. Village is robbing us. Yep. I didn't I go to support I... the Tigers. I supported Grant's birthday. I'm not sure anyone got uh, Little Caesars pizza. I think we did a good job of not no, giving more money. Which is a funny moment when someone said something about Little Caesars. I think Alex, you were craving a pizza, and I was like, "You can't." Yeah, eat I was that. like, "I'm gonna go get one." I was like, "You can't support him." He's like, "Grant, we already bought tickets. We kind of, we kind of already did support the team." I was like, "Yeah, you're right." We had already bought a hot dog and a beer at that point. What was another pizza? Um, any other notable things? I don't. Life-wise, I realized I did a bad job telling people I did move back to Michigan. I don't live in Minnesota anymore for work. That's um, the least surprising I've thing I've ever heard. Thing to know. You didn't even I, tell I'm, anybody that you you did. I'm a I'm a I'm not a big uh, life update hashtag life update guy on social media. So it's just I don't know. I don't so this you. is my opportunity. You don't need a life update on social media, but you could text your friends and be like, "Hey guys, I'm moving back to Michigan." It's a weird thing because, like, you do tell some people, but then, like, are you going to text every individual person you come in contact with? Like, hey, just to let you know. Just I'm text your main group chats. Just text, yeah. like, a few group chats. and then Gambling degenerates. Just be like, hey, guys, moving back to Michigan. Spread the that word if anyone asks. <laughs> <laughs> Spread the word. Post some flyers downtown if you don't mind. Uh, Grant, maybe you should get back on Facebook and just post it on there. See how many yeah, and update like your it. relationship status because if you're not dating Marissa mm-hmm. on there, it's not real. Correct. That's true. So That's if, if it's not Facebook official, you are not dating. That's in Evan Cavis's testament. <laughs> um, I think that's it. You guys have anything else that was important the last two weeks? Important or I golf league? Alex, how'd you golf on golf league last week? Uh, we finally won. I think every I shot forty-two or something. And we took 22 and a half. So that was nice. We won. Drew and, we, and I. We played Evan, your favorite guy. Well, so Alex, my golf league, uh, the people that we were supposed to play never showed up and didn't tell Drew and I. Oh, so I about that. We had a, Drew and I had to play by ourselves. We teed off first, just hummed along, just mind our own business, just me and Drew chatting it up. And uh, we bonding. both didn't play that well. Um, you guys could have cheated the shit out of that, too. Could have wrote thirty sixes. Mm-hmm. You really should have. We all would have uh, known. Teach that legal lesson. Drew played really well after the first hole, and I played really well up until the seventh hole. Interesting. It's a good way. So, to... not too bad. Other than that, that's my life update. Nothing else is really too exciting besides the camping trip is next week. Oh my god. <laughs> I was going to go live in the woods for a night by himself. Heck uh, yeah. 
I guess I could recap the invite. I forgot about that. Oh, that was two weeks ago. But it's um, a lot. There's just a lot to say about Maybe just you also were supposed overview. to tell how you won your Yeah, match I'll do that. Against... I'll do that real quick. Flight two. <laughs> we went, won our first match, won our second match, tied our third match, oh gosh, tied our fourth match. Oh, my gosh. So our final match is against longtime listener Ben. Mm. Evan, stop moving. You still hear it? Yeah, a little bit. I just want to know what it is. It's a cord. But the cord isn't moving. But Nothing's moving. That stopped it. Whatever you just, that little, stopped it. <laughs> Anyways. I'm not touching anything. <laughs> I know. It is I, the I don't get thing. It. Um, so our final match is against longtime listener, Ben. We had to, we were down two and a half points. There's that sound. We're down two and a half points, and like I know, I don't know what you're gonna do about it. I can't hear it. We know it's gone. It's gone now. I wonder if it's, I don't know what it is. Anyways, sorry, Alex, you were down. So we're down two and a half points. Most points in the flight moves on to the shootout. Uh, there's nine points in a match, so we have to take two more than them. Two and a half more than them. To move on. We, or I think we just had to take two more than them. Because if you, because we would win our match and then we'd have the tiebreaker or whatever. So just two more points. Um, with two holes left, I made a par for a net birdie to win. to get So that would put us up two points. So comfortably, we just had to push the final two holes and we were moving on. Mm-hmm. And then we go to the next hole. Um, shout out Ben. He had a downhill, like 30 footer that looked impossible to stop. Like there was no way he was two putting it. And he pulled it off. Mm. He, he two putted it. And then I burned the edge. So now we're, now we have to win the final hole. Mm. Um, tee shots. Everyone was good. Everyone had a good tee shot. Nobody is getting a stroke. I don't think. Yeah. No one's getting a stroke. Hole 10 for your reference, Evan. Um, so Ben goes first. He hits his on the green. His partner hits it short. Cody hits it pin high on the green. Mm. And I hit it on the fringe in the front of the green. Mm. So Ben and his part and Ben's partner and me are pretty much in the same spot. Ben's on the backside of the green. Cody's pin high. So Cody's the best look. But if he, it's still like not a makeable. I mean, it's makeable, but doubtful. Ben's partner hits his chip way too far over the pole, so now he's struggling to make a par. Um, so then I'm chipping next. Cody comes up to me. He's like, "I think you just you should just try to make it. You make it, we we probably win." <laughs> I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, I plan." No duh. So <laughs> yeah. Try. Okay. And well, he mainly says because he was going to pull the pin. So he pulled mm. the pin. I'm chipping. I have a wedge. Hit the chip right when I hit it. I'm like, oh, that's good. Keep in mind, earlier in this exact round, I early walked two putts and a chip. All three lipped out. So I early walked them and missed. They missed. Mm-hmm. So this one, I hit it and I'm like, oh, that looks great. But I'm not going to early walk this one. 
because I don't want to be that guy for the fourth time. Hit it, going right at the hole, lips out. Mm. Just devastating. Like, to my knees, it's over. We lost because now I'm thinking Ben two putts, Cody two putts, it's over. Cody hits his putt, gives it a good run, doesn't make it. So now Ben's going down the hill from the back of the green. Mm-hmm. Goes by about four to five feet. She's got five footer uphill, not much to it. I'm talking to his partner. We're sitting there. I said to his partner, Ben lost on this whole last year. So I was like, I honestly hope he just makes this because I don't think I can watch him miss and then lose on the same hole again on a missed putt. Then he went up and he, he pulled it and he missed. And it was just devastating. So that's how we moved on. It was a whirlwind. They thought they lost when I chipped it. Then we thought we lost when it didn't go in. And then Ben missed, and then we moved on. So I feel bad for Ben. Yeah. But then we went on to the shootout. We finished third overall. I'm not going to go through every shootout hole, but. How was your chip and the chip off? <laughs> it wasn't great. It was a tough chip. Oh. Neither of us hit good chips. It was straight downhill. They put us in a terrible spot. After the thing, a bunch of people came up to me and they're like, we got to fix how chip offs are run. They just, why would they put it there? Blah, blah, blah. It doesn't matter. But Did it make you feel better? No, I thought about <laughs> it for like three days. Oh, no. <laughs> well, just what I would have done differently. What I needed to do was hit a flop shot. But oh, the, yeah. the amount of pressure to try to pull that off, I thought I was making the right decision not doing that. Turns out I probably needed to do that. So, like just a but, sweet little like it needed to be high so it could, it could land soft and not slice roll it Ugh. but i didn't have the stones for that cody tried doing that on one of the early holes yesterday and it was like a simple chip he just wanted to be cool <laughs> he did not was not the right outcome he was like ah that was a jackass move i shouldn't have tried to do that <laughs> Yeah, that's why oh. I wasn't going to do that in the, uh, in the shootout. Well, but. bright side is your highest finish ever. Um, mm-hmm. Got really close. We had a really good chance of winning the whole thing. But now you've won the your flight back-to-back years, and there's a huge bullseye no. on your back. Two out of three. You guys didn't win it last year? No. Oh. Year before that you did? Yes. Oh. Two out of three. Well. And uh, we might not be playing next year because uh, one of our friends decided to get married that weekend. Uh, well, and if, if you, apparently the word on the street is if you go out, you're on a waiting list and you might not get back in. Oh, please, someone can <laughs> the spot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you know, you know. Um, well, that's exciting. Yeah, I was gonna say, if you guys win one more year, like three out of four, people start talking about dynasties at that point, the dynasty of flight, like, or they know. start talking, they're like the. Name a player that's been in the finals 20 times and it's never won. That's Game. what we'll, we'll start You're Chris Paul. You're Chris no, Paul. He's, been in the, he's only been in the finals once. I've already been to the finals more. You're the, you Buff, are... the Buffalo Bills when they lost yeah. four mm. Bulls in a row. You're not that good, though. That's <laughs> dominant. Well, we could get to that point, maybe. Anyways, mm-hmm. a lot of fun, as always. That's exciting. Not too um, much drama this year. Well... Minus that one ginormous incident, but right, yeah. If you ignore that, no accidents. <laughs> it's like it's, they should have one of those signs. It has been blank days since there was unnecessary yes. drama at the Kelsey and. 
Oh, it's, it's always it. It's always it is zero. like a high school. Yeah. <laughs> you should it's just like bring that sign with you and put it on the top, back of your cart. <laughs> just flip it. Oh man! All right, should we dive into some football, some pigskin? Football. <laughs> First question: Hot and steamy out the gate for Evan. I saw this tweet Ooh. from at Detroit Moments. If Jared Goff is able to do the unthinkable and win the North, first of all, I would say it's not unthinkable oh, for that to happen. I saw our comment on it, guys. Well, I bet you didn't like it. Bring playoff football for the first time to Ford Field, win a playoff game, and maybe more. Does he surpass Matthew Stafford in ranks of Lions legacy? Question, Evan. <laughs> oh, shoot. <laughs> mm. That's how you know Evan's going to say yes, but he's trying to think of how to spin it. He's, you can see his brain trying to spin it right now. Uh, I can say no. Do you want me to read a tweet that I just read about Jared Goff that might make you feel even say, better? I can say no. I want to hear if it. Stafford was here and stuck it out for the dirty years. Stafford's going to have his number retired. And as of right now, Goff will, not, will never have his... Number retired. Wait, you think Stafford's gonna have his number retired in Detroit? Yes. Really? Or I don't think regular season games. Can we do that? That's such a weird. I guess if you're that bad of a franchise, yes, you could. There's a lot of franchises that we didn't really win that much, and everybody else's numbers are up there. Well, we haven't won a playoff game. If we had won like a couple playoff games with him, I would say yeah. Well, so Calvin doesn't deserve. When he gets his number retired, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. Is Matthew Stafford? Maybe, I guess. I don't know. Super Bowl. Yeah. Says we have. Listen, five. I like Stafford. I don't know. I guess he he would be in the Lions, but that's a testament to our organization. I don't know. Never did anything wrong. Great leader. I mean, he certainly had Great games where he let us down, Evan. There's no denying that. Also, the most comebacks in fourth quarter. Um, if you're always down. Dutch Clark, Lem Barney, Billy Sims, Barry Sanders, Bobby Lane, Doak Walker, Joe Schmidt, Chuck Hughes. I don't know. Chris like, Spielman. I don't know many of these guys. Yeah, to we were be there. Um, Chris Spielman. Oh, I guess. Was yeah. Yeah, we were there for that. Yeah. Was it number retired or was he just inducted to the ring? Isn't the Ring of Honor jersey retired the same thing? No. No, because isn't Derek. Ring of Honor is different, yeah. What is Derek Barnes wear? 55. 55. Okay. Does anyone wear 54? Spielman was 54. He's not in here. No. Because Jason Jason Hansen is in the Ring of Honor, but you can still wear number four, I believe, right? Doesn't someone wear number four or no? Bag Badgley did, didn't he? Okay. Chark did last year. Oh, yeah, Chark did. So I think there's a difference between the two. Chark on team last year? All right, based on 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 that, he went number 17. Didn't he? Or no? Chark? Oh, fuck. No, you're right. I'm sorry. Wow. And you were number four last year? Yeah. A single digit four, four. My yeah. brain's gone. Evan, I think now that we actually looked at that, I think you have a chance for the – it's called the Pride of the Lions or whatever, like the Ring of Honor. I think you can make that. I don't think he's going to be retired number based on the list I just Well, I always thought if you got into the Ring of Honor, you should just have your jersey retired. What the frick's the difference? Semantics. Well, Hansen I mean, I guess should, the difference Hansen is – should have his, 
his jersey retired. Number four should be retired. The difference is like they're honoring you with something in the stadium, but people can still wear your number. But people can still do it and you just have your patch on their jersey. Oh yeah, yeah. like uh, Michigan football did that. I thought oh, it was kind of corny was, though. Remember when Devin Carter were like ninety-eight? Well, eventually these teams are gonna have to because you're gonna run out of numbers. Or you just don't hand out too many retirements. Well, like the really good, the really good teams that have a bunch of players that should have their jersey retired. Yeah, but like the dirty Michigan State basketball retires a bunch of jerseys and they still let everybody wear the numbers, don't they? No. (laughs) So five's going to be gone too. Correct. Sorry, Trey Holloman. Enjoy it while it lasts. So I feel like if you asked, if you asked Evan, you know, after the Lions do win that playoff game. His answer to that question will probably be a little bit different because we'll get caught up in the Kool Aid. But I like that you stick to your Matthew Stafford. Gun. If Jared Goff wins a Super Bowl, Evan, if Jared Goff wins a Super Bowl for the Lions, dude, he can have this. St- I'll build. I'll single handedly build the statue on front of Ford Field out of Legos. <laughs> It'll be right next to Barry Sanders' statue. The tweet I saw <laughs> says, "I'd love to see that." Lions quarterback Jared Goff has reportedly looked unreal throughout the early parts of training camp. One source within the team tells us that the Goff-Stafford trade may become one of the biggest win-win trades of all time. The Rams got their Super Bowl. Now it looks like it's the Lions' turn to see the fruits from the trade. That's a really dirty tweet. That's implying that like we're going to look at a Super Bowl this year. <laughs> that Correct. That's a little weird. <laughs> I would say everyone loves win-wins. It's a conflicting topic. Well, he's in year two under Ben Johnson, so there's no... I mean, Jared was really good last year, and people are overlooking it. You know what pissed me off? Speaking of this this, um, QB debate, I need to look this up. I didn't want to get that. I'll die on the Stafford Hill. We know. Athletic. What's the guy's name? He's the most talented quarterback the Lions have ever had, and people still wanted him gone. They thought he was a problem, and not the front office, not the coaching staff. Look at the coaches that he had. The coaches that but he didn't. He didn't want to stick it out with the new coaches. He wanted to leave because we're in a rebuild. That rebuild is over now. He could have. He could have waited. I don't. And now he would be. Leaving. No, if he waited, we wouldn't been able to get the rebuild back because he wouldn't have that many draft picks. That's also true. Good point. All right. I hope it's a win-win. Um, what did hurt me about golf? Mike Sando, guy for the Athletic, um, he does a yearly quarterback tier survey where he asks. Eight general managers, 10 head coaches, 15 coordinators, 10 executives, and four quarterback coaches, um, and three other people in coaching analytics all anonymously. They vote um, on who the best quarterbacks in the NFL NFL are going into that year. And I was a little pissed off where Jared Goff landed on this list because I thought it was pretty disrespectful. Can you guess what number he was on this list? Out of 32? 11 or 12. Yeah, out of 13. 32. Out of, 30. Than that. He's out of 30. Out of 30. He's probably 13. 16. 15, 16. He is 15. And the names above him. Who, who are the Carr, bad names in front of him? Derek Carr is above him at 14. I would take Jared Goff over Derek Carr. Agreed. Um, This is a wild card. 13 was Kyler Murray. Talented guy, but I don't know if I want him leading my team. I, I don't. He's got one Actually, me right I'll now. say that. I'm starting a franchise tomorrow. I'm taking Jared Goff. Uh, 12 is Kirk Cousins, who uh, we all love, but I don't think there's mm. a three-spot gap between the two. I, I, I think they're very similar, but Kirk is better than people think. I mean, 
Yeah. Um, 11's Deshaun Watson. No, not right now. 10 is Stafford. Not right now. Super Nine is Dak Prescott. I would take Jared Goff over Dak Prescott. Fuck I don't no, know. I would take Dak Prescott. Dak led the NFL interceptions last year and missed five. He games. was horrendous last year. I don't know. Deshaun Watson was games. horrendous last year and Stafford didn't play last year. I would Deshaun Watson was horrendous last year because he didn't, year. Year. He didn't yeah. play for 11 games. It doesn't matter, Evan. Still I understand. I, I agree with you. I'm just telling you why. You, yeah, I know. And why. nobody wants to talk about Deshaun Watson just because of what he did. If he right. sucks like the first four games, like he's, he's done. I don't think he'll yeah. ever come back from it. Yeah, I, I think, think he'll be out of the NFL. That contract. Oh, it's true. That's a good point. No, he'll he'll be in the NFL, but he'll just be hot garbage and won't talk. <laughs> we'll just look at him like Zach Wilson. Steamy garbage. Yeah, I did kind of forget he's in the NFL, Zach Wilson. <laughs> um, back up for the Jets for four Anybody years. else in front of him that would surprise us? Eight. I mean, people are in on the Trevor Lawrence train. Having him at eight, I guess, is fair. It feels a little high, but he did. If I'm starting my franchise well. tomorrow, I'm taking Trevor Lawrence over Jared Goff. That yep. hurts me to say that. And then seven's we'll Lamar. Mahomes. Six is Hurts. Lamar Five's so Herbert. Four's Aaron Rodgers still. I the think rest. it's a little high for Rodgers still, to be honest with you. Four's high for Rodgers, but it's still above Jared. Like, I think I'd really have Jalen Hurts. I don't know. I guess Rodgers could go on a revenge tour and make me look dumb, but I don't hate, like, Jalen Hurts. I'd like to be leading my team. It's Mahomes, Gap, Burrow Allen, Gap. Then we go from there. But to have Prescott – Oh, and Herbert, too. To have Prescott Carr over golf just didn't feel great. It doesn't matter. There's man. only one reason why matter. Prescott right. still has a job is because the logo that he wears. Mm-hmm. Well, he also, like, destroyed his leg and they had to give him a contract. Remember the uh, tweet the social media team did after they lost that playoff game? <laughs> Basically, was like um, – yeah, if if Dak didn't turn the ball over this many times, we would have won the game. Like the remember when they lined up Zeke at the snapper position <laughs> last last play of the game last year, and he got absolutely obliterated. And now he's not yeah. in the NFL anymore. Um, Tough looks. Only other things for the Lions. I just thought it should, should be noted the season ticket record. Uh, historic news that it's sold out for probably the first time ever. Definitely in Ford Field era, but they don't have data before then. I'm guessing it's. Maybe in the 90s at Silverdome, they sold them out, but um, that's cool. Mm, Dan Campbell had a sweet quote. What? In the 90s. My dad had season tickets to the Silverdome in the 90s, and he said they were packed all the time. Hell yeah. But I bet they Hell were not yeah, sold out. Well, Barry Sanders was electric to watch, apparently. Oh, I can imagine. Um, Dan Campbell said he doesn't feel pressure. It's wind beneath his wings was a fantastic quote. Really good um, quote. Love. I actually just love that man that he's our head coach. It's it's awesome. There's a new house being built by me. I'm really hoping it's Dan. <laughs> he moves in next to Aaron. This is Would that be that surprising to live like a, a block little. away from your like? Yes, Dan good Campbell little is a country, bit. Yes, country farm correct. Guy, you, Mark D'Antonio and Tom Izzo were neighbors. In a gated private community within this the neighborhood is, that. A nice bougie neighborhood. Dan Campbell's truck would that fit CBS on those streets. Garbage. Yeah. No, Dan would be down. Where would Dan put streets. his cows? Dan doesn't have cows. Would have a second. Work on a cattle ranch in his Texas. He yeah, well, he's Detroit tough now, Evan. And those people have cows. He lived in Detroit once. Birmingham, Michigan is Detroit tough. That's what they say. <laughs> they don't say that. They don't say that at all. I think we need to just. Just talk about James Williams for a second. What are your guys' thoughts on him? Um, he's a big topic in camp. 
He's either doing something horrible or awesome every five seconds based on the media overreacting to every single play. Talent is performing in practice, but we don't get to see it until week seven. Well, we'll see in the preseason because he's playing a lot of snaps, Dan Campbell said. Well, he has to. He has to get his reps in before he gets suspended. Apparently, he has bad hands. Dan Campbell said it himself. Yeah, I appreciate the honesty. Just setting our expectations. This guy will drop some footballs. Be prepared for it. <laughs> um, I was kind of all back in on him after I saw the 55-yard touchdown, which I should say, being that wide open for a touchdown like that in a seven-on-seven period is insane in the NFL. Like, everyone knows you're passing to beat the corner in safeties that bad in a seven-on-seven. Are our this guy is corners bad? No, I think it means J-Mo is truly, truly – well. When CJGJ said that he's one of the best receivers in the NFL, that pretty much sold me in. CJGJ also is a character, and he just would probably say that Still about a wild thing to say. He probably would say that about you, Alex, if you were on the team. He probably would just go, "Yeah, this guy Gillen, he's carving it up out there. He's the best." You know who is carving it up out there and might be the best receiver in the NFL all of a sudden? Any guesses? ARSB. Yeah, that's I think that guy's doing it. There's incredible bust. He might go for 120 in our fantasy draft. I think he might end up being the second best Lions receiver of all time. Whoa. Has he ever been injured? I Alex, why the hell would you just Yes. We missed a game last year. Did he? Yeah. Ankle. What game do we lose that he didn't play in? No idea. Dolphins? Yeah, I don't know. Patriots. You didn't watch that. He was game. injured. He, he was injured. And he came game? back and scored like the five or six games in a row. I think it was Alex, Patriots. Game. <laughs> Alex didn't watch a snap. No, he, he had <laughs> injured in the Dolphins game. game. I didn't even see a single play. I still haven't. Okay. I don't know what happened in that game. Speaking of the Sun God, um, for all you gamblers now, now that I'm back in the scene and give you some tips here, there is a special for the Lions for a monitor to score 10 or more receiving touchdowns this season, it's plus 550. I think that's incredible value. The reason it's uh, that juice is because he's only caught, I think, five in one year and four in the next, but the regression is due to get to 10. That guy is always looked at in the red zone. He will have 10 t- receiving touchdowns this year easily. Mm. Problem is that. we score so many rushing touchdowns. Not anymore. Well, Jameer Gibbs. Well, receiving touchdowns. Yeah, we actually have a sick backfield too, Grant. I don't know. There's a reason that thing's plus 550. The last thing about J-Mo, um, I was fully back in on him after seeing that play, but then I saw that at the end this week he missed another practice, and they don't. no one reported why. So I don't like that he's just missing practices left and right. I don't like this at all. So I'm, It's just I'm, because uh, he's over-scrutinized. You probably wouldn't even hear about this stuff if it was anybody the else. NFL hearing for a suspension. Oh. Where'd you hear be. that at? Oh, you said this no, could be. I, I think it sounded, it, is. it sounded pretty confident. I was like, oh. So you may have flown to New York to meet with uh, Roger. Yeah, because he got six in a hotel. And Kamara, technically, he never got charged. Charges were dropped. But the whole media post, he only gets three games. So there's a bunch of backlash there. Kamara gets three games, and JMO gets six. But technically, Kamara about never the committed a crime. Guys. And Devontae Adams ruined that cameraman's life and got zero. <laughs> that was so overblown. That was ridiculous. People like that that try to soup over something that dumb just money grubbers. Um, one thing I do like though, I I do 
love the beat reporters staff for the Lions in the weeds, but it is nice sometimes when the national people go to watch the Lions and give their perspective, seeing it like for a weekend. Um, the Lions were all over on Sports Center NFL Network the last like week or so. Yeah. Um Ben Solak. Ben Solak with the ringer went to their practice use on the national people that went out there. His takeaways to uh, tweets I bookmarked. He said one and a half practices in the Lions camp. Hutch looks excellent. Love to see that. I've been hearing Hutchinson has been tearing it up that he is basically a taller Bosa. Um, Don't say stuff like that's that. That's what I, I actually read that sentence in an article that he looks like a taller Bosa the way he's dominating. Is he actually taller than Bosa's? Yeah, he's. He's taller, well, the Bosa's but short. I don't think he's, he's not bigger, though. People are wondering. Now, the Bosa's short. The Bosa's are kind of short. Bosa. Not Hutchinson short. Doesn't look, but... Hutchinson doesn't look that tall out there. Bosa's 6'4". Hutchinson... Yeah, that's still tall. Is not 6'6". There's no way. Is he? He is 6'6". Listed. He doesn't look 6'6". He's like 6'4", max. Because he doesn't fill out his frame. Evans weighed in. He's not a taller Bosa. He's the same height Bosa. <laughs> He doesn't look 6'6". He doesn't look tall. The Bosa's are thicker. That's why they look... Remember when everyone thought Hodginson was frail and like couldn't lift weight his first year going into training? Well, he's got short arms still, Grant. Never forget. Evan still right. thinks he sucks. Evan still well, If he had out. longer arms, he would have actually stripped Aaron Rodgers on Sunday Night Football. No, he didn't need longer arms. He just needed to look at the ball. That was No, crazy. if he had longer arms, he would have hit that no matter what, even if he didn't have to look Nick at it. Nick Bosa's longer arms, arms compared to Aiden Hutchinson's arms, Grant. Bosa's wingspan. Are we talking bodies? We talking rip bodies again? If we're talking bodies, Nick Bosa's got a body. <laughs> we do rip bodies again? You got my interest. His other tweet. I'm glad Hutchinson's good for the Lions. I never said that. I was just saying that draft class. Hutchinson capitalized on his draft class. And the way that a hometown team was there. No, it's a good time. I mean, he's just him. a good player. No, I mean, he just. He is. I said he, I wanted him to succeed for the Lions. There's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, Alex, <laughs> what do you do? Put a picture Go check the show doc. Oh, um, Alex, you might. <laughs> Bosa is jacked. It's insane. Yeah, he is jacked. Um, oh. yeah, I've never felt more embarrassed as a human. I got stuck in a hallway with him once going out. Nick to Bosa. When they did joint practices in Minnesota, he came out of the bathroom and we were like waiting for this forklift to drive out and we were walking side by side. And I just felt like the littlest human in the entire world. Like, did I didn't say hi or anything. No, I didn't. I'm sure I didn't say a well, peep. Didn't we saw a former Michigan State Spartan at the bar last night. Yeah, shout out Drew Beasley. Really? Kind of questionable that he was there. I didn't know that. It's a weird place to be hanging out. <laughs> it's the spot. Um, so last week, he said, leaving the Lions camp, my biggest takeaway, this offense plans on throwing a lot of passes to Sam Laporta, and he caught everything in his vicinity. St. Brown, Laporta, and Gibbs might account for 90% of the targets while JMO is out. Usually, yeah, rookie be tight so end. Hot. Well, it, you, go ahead, Evan. No, it's just like breaking news. A quality offense is going to throw the ball majority to their quality players. That's fair. The first like, sentence caught my eye. With yes, yeah, so Sam Laporte is sticking out. That's that's good, but also we weren't our talent at tight end in the room. Like comparative isn't much. I mean, so uh, who got just injured this week? Zilstra got hurt. He's a yeah, third he got injured, and then we caught him. Yeah, waved him. But like the talent comparative, like 
it is good to see that a rookie is still competing like that, but he didn't have much talent against the room. Um, but those guys were still contributing last year. Yeah. Laporta is Kittle, so just relax. Kittle had high price for him. Laporta could be Kelsey. Mm, I can't go mm. that far. <laughs> I mean, the crazy you know thing how is like, good you have to be to be Travis Kelsey. I know. The, the thing that's intriguing me is that usually tight ends as a rookie, I'm speaking of fancy football purposes, they never pan out. Like you draft a hype rookie, like Kyle Pitts didn't do He's good, but offense. you're not like writing home up to people about Kyle Pitts if you drafted him. The fact that Laporte is getting this much buzz, I'm nervous about, but it sounds like he's the real deal and might make an impact in year one, which is really no, I will go out on a limb and say, I guarantee he will make an impact in year one. He'll, he's an every down starter. Like so 700 yards? On a top like, five offense. Like 700 yards as a rookie? Yes. Five touchdowns at least. Five touchdowns. Like a lot of receptions. I don't know. scoring 10. I'll say like 70 receptions, five. 700 yards, and five touchdowns. Gibbs, Gibbs will probably have fucking 10 100 well. catches, 1,000 <laughs> receiving yards. We're scoring 35 a game. What did we yes. say Gibbs had to have? He'd have, have a combined like 1,000, like, I say. Oh, yeah, what did you Camara. say? Yours was Gibbs whatever Camara, insane. Whatever Kamara so had his rookie year, I said he should have. Gibbs is going to be I'm, insane. I'm saying, it also sounds like Jack Campbell is basically just the bona fide starter. We, like... Yes, I saw that tweet. It said Jack Campbell guaranteed starring linebacker. That's good. I didn't see that tweet. Yeah, it's been like under the radar because I remember with Rodrigo, it was super hyped up, but I think everyone just like realized Campbell's that good, so they didn't have to say anything about it. Like I've read that for first team reps, it's always been Anzalone and um, Campbell. Is it Anzalone? Anzalone? I forget. Anzalone and Campbell. They just go out there. And then, wow. but Barnes is apparently Derek Barnes. white looked, skin out there in the middle. Apparently, Derek Barnes has looked really good, which is good well. He's always been an athletic freak. It's just he, you know, he's got Jared Davis syndrome. I feel a little bad for Rodriguez. He's probably back to just special teams. That's kind of sad. I, I like Washington. Play he's going to come in on situational bounds and play. Yeah, maybe not. Yeah, <laughs> defensive I mean, coordinator. He's a, fifth, Alex. he's a fifth round pick. It's true. Perspective. Um, anything else on the lines? Yeah. Um, a little break from football, just fast. The Tigers, uh, wow. do you guys think Scott Harris is in over his head? What happened here? Uh, Scott Harris, we now know he's never ran a trade deadline with a team. <laughs> he did a really shitty Plain job. Simple. I mean, let's just be He honest. worked backwards instead of forward. He did a bad job. And also, but also it wasn't his player that he, he didn't sign he Rodriguez. Avila gave him the no trade clause into the contract, and like everyone's complaining that, like, but that's why it's in the contract. Rodriguez has that power to do it for the players. The rumor is that Rodriguez wanted to leave, and his wife, who he left the team for last season when they were having marital issues because of who knows why, uh, she said that she's not leaving. And so then he went and declined the trade after he had agreed to it. Those are hefty rumors, Alex. Yeah, I saw from a reporter on Twitter. So. Or on X. <laughs> Source it. Name. I have to, I have to find it. Um, Jim Bob 35. There was also something that he asked for like one year, $20 million. 
like as an extension to get traded there. And then when the team said, no, we're not doing that, that he turned it down. It, yeah, no, it's really bad. There's no sugarcoating it. He did trade Lorenzen. Uh, I mean, for a prospect, we'll see how it works. But the fact that there was, there was a lot of trades that happened in the MLB with a lot of teams that have good hitting prospects that needed pitching. And you had a guy who was in the Cy Young discussion before he got hurt this year. And you simply just could not trade him. And he will likely walk this offseason and opt out of his contract and you'll get nothing for him. This is really, and I think, uh, was it either Ken Rosenthal? I think Ron Arkel and just absolutely eviscerated Scott Harris. And I was like, if Ken Rosenthal is getting worked up over this, he seems like one of the nicest guys ever. Like, we must have really did a bad job. So that's this not encouraging. It's just such a disappointment. Top speaking of the win win, you know how you said win win is the Paredes for Austin Meadows trade, like the worst, one of the worst trades in the history of pro sports. So bad. And we loved it. All of our trades. We loved it in the moment. We were like, oh, we were idiots. Because they knew, I think the Braves probably knew about the issues he was having. And we're like, yeah, we'll trade him. Because that's the only way that trade made sense looking back at it. I mean, he just doesn't play. Uh, They had their outfield had depth, and he was probably the weak link in the outfield. You want more younger, faster, bigger, stronger. You missed everything we said? Yeah, you guys froze. Oh, can you hear me now? Yeah. I was saying, we could have known about Meadows' problems. That's what Grant's is saying. Meadows' anxiety issues. Like, why would they have done the trade back then looking back? And it's probably that was why. Tigers are a joke. Boycott is going strong. Um, I want to be more passionate, like heated up about the trade deadline, but like Alex is saying, I don't really care that much about this franchise in my life. They've moved all the way down to the bottom of the totem pole, so I just can't, I can't find myself to get that mad when they do stuff like this. It's not surprising. But one counter argument is, like, if you do keep on, if you do sell over and over and over and over again at the trade deadline, you're eventually never going to, like, be competitive the following year. And I get yeah. he can opt out and he can leave. Um. But who says you don't just pay him more money? Like, if you do sell, uh, you're never going to have, like... All our money goes to fireworks. <laughs> it's also, well, I mean... Scott Harris might have something new, new about it. He might know yeah. how to sign people, might not know how to trade people. We'll find yeah. out. I, I think the hard part for me is it feels like the relationship... He, Rodriguez, he said the right things. He said he wants to be in Detroit for a while, but one, he was like away from the team forever, and then now issues. he was he was traded. Like he was told, "We want you in LA, not Detroit," and he's like, "No, I'm going to stay." So I just feel like the relationship is pretty fractured at this point. <laughs> Evan is Alex. We didn't like slow motion for you. It's kind of trippy. Um, usually, like every week, you guys do that, but. I okay. usually just don't say anything about it. It's I wish Alex could I actually gonna record my screen because it's hilarious. <laughs> um okay. The last thing is gonna be college football. Before we talk about the two teams, um conference realignment, we add Oregon and Washington. Thoughts. Uh, cream of the crop. Adapt or die. And that's what the Big Ten's doing. Pac twelve folded. They're dead. Um I don't hate it. It's sad that I don't we know how I don't Pac-12. know how people. I don't care about the Pac-12. Sad that we. What killed, do they have? We killed conferences. We didn't kill conferences. They killed themselves with we by not signing a TV contract. 
They did not sign a TV contract. We contributed to the death of conferences. They did not sign their TV contract. I'm I'm talking prior, Evan, to just the Pac-12. We've contributed to the death of conferences. Has anyone it checked happens. on Bill Walton? <laughs> you know if he's good? That's his baby. I am moving in slow motion. I mean, he remember on every game, he'd be like the Conference of Champions, and now it's just nothing. It just is pixie dust. Well, there's four teams. <laughs> They're not going to be a conference anymore. It's going to go Bill Walton. They can add a bunch of like lower-tiered teams if they wanted. He's not going to call Big Ten games, is he? Are we in for that? I don't want, oh I don't want that. God, that would be terrible. Well, technically, he's under contract for ESPN, and Big Ten will not be on ESPN like basically ever. Big 12. Get ready he called Bill three Wallen. Michigan State games last year, and it was miserable. Really? He's called three? That's a lot. Yeah. All our well, we called postseason the, tournaments. The, he had all our games. Our yeah, he did the, uh, the Portland games or whatever out there, the Nike PK80 games. Yeah, pick, God, it was awful. Uh, pick one to keep. Bill Wallen or Dan Dockage? Bill Wallen. <laughs> Fuck Dan Dockage. Bill Wallen. Bill Wallen. Dan Dock is just a bad human being. I agree. Like, he's kind of scummy. Not kind of. He's just straight scumbag. And he thinks he locked up Michael Jordan, which has to be the biggest myth of all time. There's, I haven't seen the footage, but there's just no way. Stank. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is an inside succession thing. Alex, when Evan, when Evan answered that first question, he's like, cream of the crop, adapt or die. I felt like it was Kendall, Kendall Roy talking in a business meeting. <laughs> Pep up, <laughs> like pep the talk. phrases, yeah. No, I I told uh, Evan this that I like the addition of Oregon Washington better than USC UCLA because I think Washington fits the Big Ten well with their gritty style of play and their Samoans, and Oregon just has sweet uniforms. So I think that's awesome. Certainly doesn't hurt to have them. I'd rather have the Big Ten point. do this and not fall behind. So yes, Evan made a great I'm glad point we're about. in the conference that is like. I mean, there's other teams I wish we could have instead. I like wish we would like, just like cut Rutgers in Maryland, but are we allowed to do that? Like geographically closer. I wish there was yeah. other teams we could get, but I mean, I get why Clemson. you're doing it. They're, they reached out and you just approve. You got the upper north, the Pacific Northwest, and you have LA markets now. The so, travel logistics for the players just has to be a nightmare, but they'll have fun with that. If you had to pick two teams to make it 20 teams, who would you pick? Two more. Two- yeah, to round this thing out to 20 teams. I mean, it depends Clemson on what conference goes under. Who'd you say, Alex? Clemson and Notre Dame. Notre Dame's mm-hmm. losers for not being in the Big Ten. I'd love to beat them every year. I don't so want yeah, Notre, Dame Notre Dame in my Dame conference because sure. I think they're a bunch of losers, and I don't want them I want us. them just so we can spank them all the time. Give them a nuggie. <laughs> <laughs> more wedgie. Give them a swirly. I just think Clemson's um, sweet, but we'd lose to them all the time. That would I would love to have Pitt, Pitt, Notre Dame. I don't need Pitt, Pitt. and Notre Dame in Boston College. Pitt, West Virginia. Boston College. Boston College is garbage at, at athletics. Nah, we'll Boston market. We'll probably lose to them. Now it's the Boston market. Yeah, but we don't need the we don't need the Boston market, Evan. We have all the markets pretty much now. There's rumors that UConn's going to join the uh, Big Twelve. No, they're in the Big East. They can't leave. Well, there's That's rumors. Conference. Well, basketball grant might be different. They can't go to the Big Twelve. They don't have football. 
Yeah, they, they do. do. They do, does but, have football. but but we not got really. Kenneth Walker from UConn. No, we didn't. No. Oh, yes. you're saying the next Kenneth Walker? The next Kenneth Walker. Man, so being cute. He's doing that thing again. Well, I was right about Kenneth Walker, so. No, you didn't. You didn't say he was going to be. I'm right about A.J. Hogard. I mean, I'm not yet, but you're going to see he it. He has to win AP Player of the Year this the year. The buzz is growing. That you guys are so, so late to this train. The train left three years ago. <laughs> He's not winning you AP and, Player of uh, the Year. You and Brad Veer on the train. Everyone else is off. Brad sent me that tweet, and he's like, no one knows. No one gets That was it. what I was watching last night. Yeah, he looked pretty good. I was actually stunned by his jumper. Until <laughs> you get him into a game, and he doesn't have a jumper anymore. <laughs> Just watch the Kansas State highlights, and you'll be like, wow, I'm glad that guy is on my team. As we said last night, defense. he was star Can't for any defense. team in the country. Yes, he can. He was. Alex, he gave up the LU. That was his man. Your thing is going crazy. I'm not doing anything. I'm not I'm touching gone. anything. It's gone now. You're good. It's gone. Um, You'd start for any team in the country. Alex, can you think of the one negative of Oregon joining the Big Ten that Evan pointed out that is a very good point? You guys mm. talked about this this morning after I left. We did. Yeah, yeah, I stayed until 11 o'clock. Conference alignment discussion. <laughs> yes. Uh, one thing that Oregon is bad for us. Bad. Yeah, horrendous like, basketball court. Boom. Yes. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> Yeah. God, that thing is awful. That's I don't a problem. See that ever. That's a problem. For Let's us. go try to poach Tom Izzo, and now we're buddies with him. Well, Morgan did try to take Tom Izzo. They really? Morgan tried to take Tom. They Izzo. offered him ownership in Nike. Oh my gosh! I didn't know about that. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Tom um, got offered double his salary to go to the Atlanta Hawks, and he said no. That was in two thousand. Yeah. Right after. Uh, they also got offered the Cleveland job too. Yeah. Hot when LeBron James was still up. there. Yeah. Izzo and LeBron would not get along. LeBron would have killed Tom Izzo's career because he's such a bad human being. He's a mm. bad human. Just a cornball. <laughs> that was spicy. <laughs> uh, let's spend about 10 minutes each. We'll, we can talk more college football, but we've already gone an hour and 10 minutes. Let's do 10 minutes each to each team. Would you guys like to start, or do you want to do Michigan first? I want you to ask hard-hitting questions right off the jump um, that you have. Six and six, Grant. We're not that good. Six and six. Well, wow. Well, we can Let's say predictions for later. Remotely get to that. Let's talk about some <laughs> players. hard-hitting questions. Um, all right, so we'll do Michigan State first, and you can ask some questions about Michigan. Is that how you want to do it? Yeah. Uh, Michigan State, my questions for you are – We're talking offense only, right? We're talking about offense. Um, is this year's offensive line going to be worth a shit? Yes. Are we supposed to give reasoning or are we like just a, going yes or no? Like a top, you can give reason, like a top five unit in the big 10 type worth. I think they should be on that cusp. If not in that top five. Yes. Cause the I know guys the, are in the, the size is there. There's enough guys now. Yes. They should be good. I'm pretty confident saying they should be good. That would be really impressive. There's already three that will be better um, in Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State. Yeah, you Wisconsin, 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 Wisconsin will be good. Like four or five. Iowa Illinois could be. Will be. Illinois. Yeah, Illinois is some big boys. I think like we can hover around that five spot. Well, we have a good offensive line coach. Is the really There's also a battle. No, we don't. There's also a battle of nutrition. <laughs> no, we don't. Um, wow. That was a quick no. So, 
Last we year do. we did have a lot of guys start, and so they have experience this year. It's just finding the right lineup that we're going to stick. We have two five yes, they'll be good starters. Confident saying that. Evan says our offensive line coach is bad. I think he's one of the better ones out there. Just out there, just existing. What well, does help he, our play calling so bad? Tries to get. He's been attempted to be poached every year, so by big programs. He they can have him. I don't know why you don't like him, Evan. He's dealing with fourth stringers because everyone's injured all the time. What do you want him to do? Our offensive line wasn't that bad last year. Let's go to the um, running back room. So I'm looking at last year. Jalen Berger's back. Yeah, that's it. Collins and Broussard are gone. Yeah. Um, Berger had 148 carries last year, and Elijah Collins had 70, and Broussard had 63. So they combined for 133. Berger had 148. How do we envision the split this year between Berger and Carter? And Mangum. Who's that? He's a running back. running back, yeah. Transfer from Colorado. South Wasn't that? Oh, okay. He's like he's like a gold. No, Carter is. Carter's. You're you're thinking he's no Burger is. Evan thinks Carter. I think Carter takes the the first snap of the year. That doesn't. Or Alex. I think Carter will take the most percentage of the carries. I think Burger will be used a lot, and he'll be more in the passing game. And I think Mangum will be our goal line pounding ground guy. Do we have a thousand yard rusher on the team? Did you guys hear me? No, I heard yeah. you. I'm just thinking oh. about it. Oh, it's, it's tough to know what the carry is. Like, is someone going to get How much did Burger carries? have last year? Seven something? He had uh, 683 yards. Um, no, we don't have a thousand yard rusher. Okay. I say we'll have a 900. I don't think we'll get to a thousand. I don't think we Okay. Um, Berger caught 19 passes last year. Do we think he's going to catch more than that? How, like, I feel like Michigan State's running backs recently haven't been huge in the passing game. We're not a passing We had our best running back in our life. He barely caught any passes. I don't see how it will change this one year. We'll be like, you know what? We're going to throw to the running backs this year. I don't think, I don't understand how it's I think Berger will have that many receptions again. Maybe a couple more, but not nothing crazy. Mm-hmm. We're just not a pass to the back team. Um, Pro style offense, which is stupid. That, that much. I mean, you should. It's a good weapon to have, but you should probably do it more because you have a brand new starting quarterback. And maybe they will. And so, you have to get like fancy with scheme wise. You can't throw jump balls anymore because our most talented wide receiver is gone. And the jump mm-hmm. balls, veteran quarterback like is gone percent of the time, anyways. So. So, Alex, you don't – so your Carter-Kenneth Walker buzz is a little, like, hyperbole because you don't think you're going to have a 1,000-yard rusher? I don't think uh, Carter is Kenneth Walker. That would be absurd. Well, you I think it he – fed it a few times in past. I think he's an upgrade over Berger, and personally, I like Berger. I think he's a good running back, too. And I think the offensive line will be improved, so the run game will be improved. All right. I think um, we have more depth at the position. 
Let's hop to the wideout room, shall we? Just to set the stage from last year, we have Keon Coleman leading. He was 58 catches for 800 yards. Reed had 55 catches for 636 yards, so kind of around the same receptions. And then Trey Mosley, who will be stepping up this year, 35 catches for 359 yards. Who are some other names that we need to know about for this season? Alex Hill first. Oh, I was letting you go. Antonio Gates Jr. Antonio Gates Jr. Will he be a sophomore? I I don't think he'll play at all. Oh, wow. You guys are not aligned on this football team right no, now. No, we're not. Which is ahead, typically, historically the case. Talk. No, I, I, just, per- I just don't think he will. Because who's playing in front of him? No, you, you finish and then I'll go. No, I I finished because you jumped the gun. So go ahead. I just, I just said I didn't think he'd play. Yeah, go ahead. I think the starters will be uh, Mosley, Foster, and then the third spot's available, depending on what you want to do, outside or inside guy. I think Mosley will still play in the slot a lot. I don't think he'll be outside. And I think uh, Fitzpatrick, who's barely ever played, will play a, a decent amount. And I think the transfer from Nebraska will play a lot, Alante Brown. And then for like a sophomore redshirt freshman guy of that group, because there's like five of them that Gates mm-hmm. is in, I think Henry will play. I don't think Gates will play much because Henry will play on special teams as well. Well, we're talking offense, Alex, only. Yeah, I think Henry has a chance to be like the fifth receiver. Hmm. Deep on a depth chart. Yeah. Um, Evan, is there any of the group that you feel like is going to make a have a breakout season per se, or do you think it's going to be like um, production by a committee as opposed to like one or two guys. It's gonna have to be production by a committee because I don't see how we have like our talents completely dropped off. Um, skill wise, that it's gonna have to be by committee. I don't think there's gonna be somebody that's gonna be like have like seventy catches and everybody else has twenty. I think it's gonna everyone's gonna be hovering around like thirty, some catches forty. Trey Mosley might get up there near 50. He he should be the leader. Um, but also, like, we utilize the tight ends a lot, and they're a big part of the offensive philosophy that I think a lot of, the, like, Carr will take up a good chunk of targets. So you're on. Because we have so many damn tight ends on roster. Like, you have to start utilizing them in something on your offense other than just, like, an extra outside zone run blocker when he's supposed to clear the edge. And it just doesn't work. You're on the Malik Carr hype train like Alex, because Alex was telling me how much of a weapon this guy's going to be. I just don't know how Grant you could like you can watch his film from last year. Anytime <laughs> he caught the ball, like he is an absolutely a weapon. Can he block? No, but can he catch footballs and make plays? Yes. Is he like second leading receiver type potential no. for this team? Oh. Yes. Okay. He will I don't think he will second. be. He has the potential to. I don't. No, he will, will be. be the second leading reception. We got to know yeah, like that. Once again, you have a new. Yep, you, you have yeah. a new quarterback. It's easier to dump it down to your tight end rather than trying to throw a ten yard so pass to an outside wide receiver with no experience. You're looking at Mosley and Carr as two guys pass catchers are going to be seeing most of the rock. 
Right. Yes. I think Foster is better than people think and will be pretty good. I don't think Sleeping he's like crazy on. like Jaden Reed or anything like that, but I think he's pretty good. Don't sleep he's on fast. Foster. Um, all right. That kind of covered tight ends. We can really get into the nitty-gritty of the quarterback room. Um, my only question that I want to know from you guys is you have to start someone tomorrow or next Saturday. Who do you want to roll with and why? Well, Ivan. Well, I already know who the starting quarterback is going to be. That's not the question. Well, at, well geez, Evan. Who's it going to be then? The question was if who you, you want to start. Who do I want to start is Kane Hauser. And why? Who is starting? Uh, Noah Kim is going to start. How do you know that? The way that Mel Tucker talked about Noah Kim during the Big Ten pressers, um, there's a difference mm. between when you have knowledge about one kid and who you, who he knows is going to be the starting quarterback to know who he knows the backup is going to be. Mm. And I get it's open competition, but when you talk way more about one kid than the other kid, it's kind of written in the sand. Mm. I would agree. I think the competition is genuinely open, but like with an asterisk that – Kim's leading. Who would I start? We haven't seen anything from either of them in a real meaningful football game, so I can't – I don't have no idea who's better. And, Grant, anytime somebody brings up, like, the Akron game about Noah Kim, you can, you have my uh, honor and my uh, – whatever you want to call it, that you can Bless punch you. him in the face. Yes. Okay. Because that game doesn't matter. I just said neither so of Kim them came ever in and got injured for, like, a drive. Correct. I'm with you, Alex, but a lot of people just bring up his stats against Akron. He looked okay against Ohio State's second unit, <laughs> which th- their second unit is probably better than our team. So that I do remember when we were walking out of the stadium already, Alex. <laughs> the other week, I made Grant watch it. Alex's. He was pulling up like deep on YouTube, like Noah Kim, like all his snaps. And it's like you're looking at the sample size, and like you said, Evan, agreed. It's, like, it's hard to find Ohio State. You don't know anything. <laughs> But I think that's what our third class. string quarterback might have the most talent, but he will not play a snap. Because so I would pick Hauser because he got recruited by this coaching staff. It was their guy. Kim was still a D'Antonio recruit. Um, and why would you, now that a fifth year, six year starter transferred, why wouldn't you go with your guy and have more years to build with him than rather having a one year, two year piece? I mean, I think. At the end of the day, they still want to win as many games as they can, and they'll just pick the guy that does that. Well, the talent on offense is not going to win that many games. We'll find out. Not always, no, we, Alex. We know this already, Alex. Agreed, not always, Grant, but I think this staff will do that. In this scenario, if Kim is starting, I think that'd be strictly because they want to win football games. Jay Johnson still calling the plays? Yes, I double J. Oh, J squared. Homer. Bummer. Counter on fourth and one. Um, stat line for Kim. <laughs> Outside zone in the first play of the game. I think Kim and Hauser will both play a lot of snaps the first two games. I would love it's it if they split. Similar to 50, JJ 50. Cade. Like, they should do that the first two I games. I would love it if they give split. Them a, 50, give them a whole game is what they did. Well, that's a little game. crazy. I wouldn't do that. Mm, it was fun, though. I remember that this week. That was awesome to watch. Well, Cade was horrendous, and JJ was good. So it was pretty I would alternate their drives. But the, then the questions would be, oh, they can't get in a rhythm. Yes, agreed. I would say that to Evan as a coach. Well, maintain no your rhythm. drive, and that's your rhythm. 
I need Noah Kim came in last in year on his mop up duty and he sustained some drives. Regardless of the outcome of those drives, I would alternate. I would tell him you're alternating because you're trying out because the real game is would September twenty first. Would you let Levitt get some snaps in a twenty eight nothing at halftime against No, Central? not for the fourth quarter. You wouldn't just fling him out there and see if he's good. No, because you need to find your starting quarterback between Hauser and unless Levitt is in the conversation. Well, they the rumor is that Mel Tucker promised him a shot at the starting job when they recruited him. And that's one of the reasons he came here. But they do that everywhere. Every guy's that's ever a, that's just like that. yeah, like you can compete in practice. It's an open competition. I'm sure he knows like he probably knows four plays out of a thousand. All right, let's get down to the nitty gritty here. Jay's stat line yes. last year was no. 63% completion percentage, 2,679 yards, 19 touchdowns, 11 picks. What are we thinking for whoever the starting quarterback is for this team? Are we thinking about 3,000 yards? Are we thinking 65 completion percentage? Are we thinking... Can you give me Peyton Thorne's the season before? We'll yeah, sure can, 2,500 passing yards. Wow. That would be it's tough gonna be, for the team. It's going to be grim. Um, it's going to be a grim offense. In 2021, Peyton Thorne had 60% completion percentage, so it went down, but he had 3,232 yards, 27 touchdowns, and 10 picks. All right. I think 2,800 yards, 20-plus touchdowns. 20 touchdowns. I mean, really, I think 20, but I just threw the plus in there. Nice. And then under 10 interceptions, so nice. That's what I want. Oh. <laughs> but and that's what I think is the best case. Like I don't think it can get much better than that. Like we we're not gonna watch a Trevor Lawrence walk in and throw forty five touchdowns and five thousand yards. That's not happening. Um there's fourteen teams in the Big Ten, right? Mm-hmm. Right now. About to be yeah. eighteen next year. Evan, question for you. You can do stats if you want, but also I like to do thinking of the conference. Do we think when at the end of the year for whoever Michigan State's quarterback is, Noah Kim, whoever, that will say he is the seventh quarterback in the Big Ten or better, will he be top half of the conference or will he be bottom half of the conference? That's a tough question, I think. I think it's very close. Probably bottom Stat-wise half. Stat-wise or bias-wise? Just, um, I guess, would you want to have eye test? Your, like, eye test? Who, would you take – that quarterback over there over your guy, yes or no? Like, okay. if you look at the Big Ten, by the end of the year, going below. in, we have no idea. Way, Way below. below. Oh, no. Like, like, like 12 to 14. 10th quarterback in the Big Ten? He's better than whoever Northwestern is going to run out there. Check. <laughs> Rutgers. Better than Rutgers and better than Indiana. Indiana. That's it. There's only three. Oh, no. Illinois doesn't have a quarterback. Cade, we've all seen him. High floor, low ceiling. Cade's better than Noah Kim. We don't know yet. No, I wish you do. I Cade agree based on the right Big Ten now. championship. Right now, we'll yes. Right now, he's better. He was on By a end of the game. year, I think Cade will do okay there. I think end of the year, Cade will still be better, but you never know what's going to happen. Cade's still going to be better. Whoever's our starter... Our starting quarterback's going to throw for 2,300 yards, have 13 touchdowns, and eight picks. That is – wow. You're and we will be so bottom three in all man. offensive categories. Only eight picks, though. 
because we look, can't stay on the field. Go and throw three and out. It sounds like every day. Evan loves Peyton Thorne, and this is on brand, and I appreciate it. It is. <laughs> I think that whoever our quarterback. What if Grant like Kim plays four games, gets benched, Hauser comes in, and he's good. Like, is that enough games to put him in this tier ranking? Yeah, you would just be like, oh yeah, what I saw. I'd be like him, Kim was garbage, him. and then Hauser was good. Like that's how my thing would go. I think yeah. whoever the quarterback that plays the most of the games will be in like the six to ten range, more like six. six? That's like ceiling six floor. There's no way, ten. dude. Six, six to ten. <laughs> oh. That's good. That's good. There's good a lot of new quarterbacks. I mean, I, that's. I mean, it's not. It's not really impossible good. at all. Peyton Thorne was never viewed to be good, and we put him in fucking top four at one point, and then he sucked. We know there's a top four between the Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State, and then you're oh putting Drew Alar in there, who's played three snaps, auto mm-hmm. top five. Yeah, I guess I. Yes. Yes, I am. So and a guy that also has never played. <laughs> Well, I just heard great things, Alex. <laughs> well, if you ask, he's actually Cam played meaningful Cody, snaps in the Purdue game. Cam and Cody, longtime listeners, said that he's the worst quarterback they've ever seen. Did they watch Sean Clifford? Worse than John O'Corn. They saw him against Michigan. <laughs> Go back and watch that John O'Corn Michigan Michigan State game, like I did this week. Holy cow! Personally, I do think Drew Lar will be good, but I just didn't know we were auto naming him Tulia. in the top four, and he's never played Tulio's. Yeah, I had him in my top five. Hudson Carr's going to be top four. Who's no, he play for? I don't think for he's that good. Hmm. Played they're running air, air, at Texas. Evan told me they're going to air, air, air raid offense under Purdue, under Graham Harrell. Yep. It's he's going to have gaudy Well, he'll stats. have good stats. That doesn't mean like he's sweet. He might throw 30 interceptions. And 55 touchdowns. That would be insane if he threw 30 picks, Alex. <laughs> Jameis, 30 touchdowns, 30 picks. <laughs> Never forget. One of the best seasons in NFL history. 30 for 30. I think the ceiling is six. Floor right. ten. If ceiling it's Hauser, the ceiling's like we end the season. We're like maybe he's in the top four. Look, I, I enjoyed this session. I feel like I know more about Michigan State football. Um, but it's We have I'm, to move on to Michigan. I'm ready for my <laughs> questions. All right. Lay it on me, baby. What running back will have more yards? Donovan Edwards or Blake Warren? Combined or rushing? And what running back should have more yards? What should Donovan Edwards get? Ninety-five percent of the carries. Yes. No. Yes. No. Absolutely not. Okay. I I am I'm bullish on Blake Corm still. I think. Well, unless his like knee looks. Answer different. the question. Was who will have more Blake Corm? This is a will have Answer the question. Who will have Blake more Corm. rushing yards? Blake Corm or Donovan Edwards? I'm writing this down and I will bring them back to you. Blake Corm will have more rushing yards this year. Will Michigan have Do you think he deserves? Receiver? Do you think he deserves that more rushing yards? Yeah. No, I think he's – I do think – like, Donovan Edwards is so tantalizing of a talent. He's really good. Blake Horm is is really good. Like They're both really good. That's why it's a question. But somebody is better than the other, and it's clearly an easy – Well, one is bigger and more athletic. Bigger, it's faster, hard. stronger, younger, has better knees, while the other one is – I gotta turn my NFL NFL brain off because long term, sure, Donovan should have a better NFL career. Although running backs aren't getting paid anymore, but I think Blake Corum. No, I, th- I, I like think Blake he, Corum. He he did, he's just he brings something to the table, especially like in the intermediate, like home run hitter. It's Donovan Edwards easy, but like for those 
seven yard runs where you got to make a few guys miss in the hole. And Blake Corum is better at that. No doubt. Even though Blake Corum dropped that pass against Michigan state and lost in the game. Receiving it is not even close down. That was basically, yeah, a, I was going to ask well. a receiving question, but it was too obvious. Will Michigan have its first thousand yard receiver in like 12 years? No, no, not even close. No. What are the – give me two receivers that I should keep my eye on this year. That Are there any receivers that I should be like, oh, man, I'm nervous for them? Uh, well, the wild card that I really, really want to see play a lot, I just don't know. Like when it comes to wide receivers, you don't know if they're good blockers. You don't know if they have good character. There's a the reason why. Rock. Right. Um, but if this guy is what I think he can be, Darius Clemens should be – exciting this year to watch um he's no he's a high level recruit has a crazy high school recruiting tape he had a touchdown in the spring game as a freshman i don't know what he did this year i don't know where he's at in the depth chart because harbaugh and the coaches and staffs likes to reward the veteran guys um a more obvious answer i thought we saw really good stuff from roman wilson in the game against tcu i think he could have a big season if they start airing it out downfield more i just view him as like a scat slot guy yeah i mean if you look like I, i'm talking like scary keon coleman moss and people like no i think the biggest can x win you fact, a game. i think the biggest x factor in the receiving game for this team is dominant edwards and i think the tight end colston loveland is going to be really really good mm, i think he's gonna be one of the best question. i think he's gonna be one of the best tight ends that i've seen play for michigan this year so my next question was can michigan replace the production at tight end with Schoonmaker gone. Receiving, yes. Blocking, no. I don't think Loveland will be as good of a blocker as Schoonmaker, and which could hurt them overall. Do they have the depth at tight end? Because they, they had a lot of depth at tight end the last few years. The kid from Indiana, I don't know if you guys remember him playing. Oh, I remember, he, he had a couple catches that. against him, uh, against Michigan. I, like He impressed me when we played him, and people have said he's done well in practice, so I do think he's going to be a nice like, counteract to Loveland. I think they'll be okay. One freshman that can make an impact on offense. On if offense, yeah, I don't think there's going to be one. I think that the whole team's too old. There's not going to be anybody on offense. But I will double no. check the depth chart real quick just to make sure. Try not to have your out. blue shades on for this question. <laughs> okay. How good at the end of the season? Where will JJ McCarthy rank in Michigan QB lore? Like in my life, yeah. Like, um, how is like? I mean, you guys view him as God, so shit. He can be first because if he wins, it's uh, hard. Like championship, it's hard. Gonna, like uh, it's gonna be like the greatest mission quarterback ever. When it, yeah, it depends on like team success. No. Um, and I was a little young for Henny, but Henny really could zip the rock. McCarthy has the most talent since Henny easily anyone I've seen in the uniform because they just haven't had good quarterbacks. Um, so it's not saying a ton, but he has a lot he's, of talent. You've well. also seen him picking up a lot of buzz from NFL scouts that are doing their early scouting. Like, Oh, this guy actually is pretty good. He has to stop doing those circus plays that almost turn into disaster turnovers for me to feel really good about him and put him into like a more question. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm t- taking all your questions away from you, but yeah, I think if he if he makes the championship game, he'll be the best quarterback I've ever seen for Michigan. If it's like another repeat up there with Henny, I would say. Question for Evan. 
Oh, um, not a question for Grant. No, not a question for Grant. This is a question for Evan. No, I said I had a question for Grant, but go ahead. And then you ask your question to Grant. Okay. Um, when you view Michigan's offense, what do you think the split between run and pass will be this season? The split? I think it's the same Jim Harbaugh. Ground and pound? 80-20, just ground chuck no, all day 80, long? No, it's going to be 80-20. They weren't 80-20 last year. 80-20 was a reference to meat in a Jerry's market. You know, 80-20 chuck. <laughs> 7525 oh is the best flavor. Um, Ooh, a little fat for Evan. Like, are, oh, is yeah. Michigan just going to be able to dominate teams with the run all year again and really just not yes. have to sweat anything until last? Yes. Yes. You're comfortable it, saying that. They've won the best offensive line coaches still in the country. Who's missing well, the first game? Doesn't matter. You're playing no name on Peacock, so it really doesn't matter. Any. Shut the fuck up, Grant. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Not conference isn't really that hard. Not not so really hard. Yeah, they're either true to their identity. They can still be able to do whatever they want against inferior opponents. So until then, Ohio State, Michigan will just run over everybody. On the no, because I think you have some. They have some tests in the Big Ten conference, like going out to Nebraska. That's probably going to be a prime time game, just because nervous about first time rule. Yeah, but you Minnesota and Nebraska play first week on prime time, but it'd be like. Michigan, Nebraska draw like some of the most eyes in the Big Ten Conference, so the game will probably be a night game. Great game two years ago, wasn't it? Well, yeah, yeah it was. Uh, Nebraska blew it. Adrian Martinez fumbled to lose the game. Forgot he was still playing quarterback at that point. He thought he was uh, ruled dead, and Brad Hawkins punched it out. Not having your um, sick. Do you think JJ does all these try these circus plays to be more sexy and more appealing to the NFL? Did you see mm. some quarterbacks do it in the NFL? Do you think JJ, he has to show off his rephrase of the question. Do you think JJ is not a team guy and a me guy? No, no that's I'm not how I'm rephrasing that. That's how the media would spin that question. I'm just so he's it's interesting. I I do not that like mind. he like is thinking about like oh dude I got to show off to the NFL, but like just thinking like I am an athlete out here. Like I can get away from this and I can make something happen. No, I definitely think he has that mindset where like it's the when historically it hasn't gone well for him. And people are going to be like, oh, Grant, you're doing like clickbait. But remember, like Josh Allen's first NFL years when he did that lateral against the Texans in the playoffs? That was the worst <laughs> he thing I've ever seen in my life. There's like a little bit of that with I JJ. I don't remember that. He just like you gotta look thinks he can be a superhero on any play right and now. it hurts him. Um, I don't know if he's like has the NFL in mind. I just think he thinks like he's just that confident in himself to get out of play, which can hurt him. So I'm hoping he reigns that in this year. My biggest thing with him is he seems like a very um i don't know what the word is because like there was a stretch where i thought he was just the most like humble team guy blah 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 but then he started like talking smack towards the end of last year and it bit him in the butt against tcu with some quotes before the game and he went like kind of radio silent during the offseason i'm hoping we just see a more like angry business like no talking jj because remember they showed that um quote when we played michigan state that like I want to be, I want to humiliate them. I want to beat them by forty. Like I don't need him to say those things. I want him to just do the job. But again, I'm not his dad or coach, so do do you. But personally, I would just like to see a more business approach to his game this year. But to be fair to the kid, he's like 20 years old, and he took over, won the quarterback job against a guy who just won the Big Ten, and he didn't lose a game in the regular season. So I understand why he got cocky towards the end of the year. I would be cocky as well. There's no doubt. 
I have one final question for you, Grant. Mm-hmm. Give me one reason why Michigan's offense could take a step back and be worse this year. Um, if the transfers in from the offensive line aren't as good as they should be, would be the reason. Follow up. If JJ were to go down, where does Michigan's floor and ceiling move to? Uh, you're looking at Jack. Because I don't know who, who you have. You're looking at Jack Tuttle from Indiana being your quarterback. Um, you just took all of Indiana's bad players and put them on your backups. Yep. Um, yeah, no, it would be really bad. I mean, that's – yeah, there's no – it's not like a – I didn't know if you had, like, someone there ready in the wings. No. So, Cade leaving could could hurt, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I guess. Or Cade, yeah. Is Cade – yeah, he's better than Jack Tuttle, but it's not like he's going to, like, change. They're, they're still just going to pound the rock and try to do play action. Just JJ – I do think, though, the split between running and passing from what they're trying to say that they're going to do is going to be closer to 50-50, which could be scary in some situations. But you saw against Ohio I think State, if JJ went down, you guys could still easily ground and pound your way through most teams in the Big Ten. You'd have I'm two games. Fans. It'd be two games when if JJ was down, there'd be two games where they wouldn't be favorites anymore. It'd be the Penn State Michigan, and uh, Ohio State. Penn Ohio State. State game. But you'd look. But the Ohio State games at home at Michigan, so you never know. I don't know if like Ronnie Bell. He's a good player. I just don't know if his absence is going to be felt that much. I think they can make up for it with throwing in more tight ends. And um, Cornelius did come on towards the end of the year, even though he was bad in the beginning of the year. So I, the biggest thing that we didn't really cover too much is the the thing that runs this offense is the offensive line. It's it's. Yeah, a, I mean, I thought that was obvious. It's an insane level. To talk ball, right? But to give them the ball, the guys like Zach Zinter is going to be a high round pick as a guard, Trevor Keegan, a guard is, is a redshirt senior. He's been there so long. Um, if the Nugent kid can be seven, 80% of Olu Timmy. Um, oh, he was really okay. Good, and then tackles will be interesting. They did lose a uh, Stuber. Um, so we'll see tackles, but the Henderson kid from Arizona state supposed to be good. It just hinges on those. It's a very deep O-line room, but I don't know who the best five are um, once you get outside the two guards. So we'll see how that works. Um, and plus, there'll be injuries throughout the year. But they're very deep, so it's not going to, like, fall off a cliff if someone gets hurt. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that's important. The kicking situation will be different. They they got a good kicker to come in transfer, but you're losing Moody. So that could be a big problem. As a punting team, will... fan of a team that watched special teams go to absolute dog shit last year, it you can easily lose you several games. Mm-hmm. I believe James James Turner is the transfer in. Um, he was good at his Brian. last stop. Evan, I want to say I'm UMass. I want to say you. Ooh, that's not a good Ooh. thing. No, Louisville. I'm sorry, he came from Louisville. He went to Celine High School. Oh, hmm. came from Louisville. All um, ACC. All ACC. Much. That's good. Honorable mention. Punting, though, should be improved. Ooh, uh, not that good. Not that right. good. What's, What's the kicking percentage, Alex? Well, he went 14 of 22 one year. Oh. And then but he went 20 of 22 20 of 22 year. the following year. Nice. Oh. Only 22 attempts. Only 22. So he had 22 attempts in the first three games. <laughs> Overall, he's <laughs> 47 of 59 in his career. 
124 of 127 on extra points. So he's missed three extra points, which is pretty bad. Um, Harbaugh has already hyped up the punter. Uh, Tommy Dolman said it's the most impressive punting like he's seen at Michigan, which is exciting because Brad Robbins, while good, uh, was better two years ago, uh, two years ago than last season. So the end, he started shanking a lot. Um, our Michigan group chat would get very upset at that. Uh, so hopefully the punting situation is better because Michigan does get in lulls during games and field possession is still important for the way they play football. I forgot so. that we lost the best punter that world's ever seen. So that's very disappointing. And it's, for a team that's going three and out every time, like Evan said, that's very <laughs> sad. Um, question for you guys. If a player on Michigan were to win the Heisman Trophy this year, who would it be? J.J. McCarthy. It's a quarterback. It's a quarterback. Well, yeah. I want to have hope for Corum, but I just don't know if it's possible. Play He's not going to be able to, Grant, because Grant, he, he shouldn't Donovan get Edwards more in than backfield. There's not enough curious. carries for him. I am curious to split that they do because last year bad injury. he had 247 carries to Donovan Edwards 140. Holy fuck, you run the ball a lot. And Blake Corum didn't even play. He played half the Illinois game and didn't play the rest of the season, and he still had over 100 more carries than Donovan Edwards had. I think it's going to be reverse it. I think Donovan Edwards should get 70 more carries than Blake Corum. Wow. Said that I don't think though. that'll happen. I think they're going to use Edwards more like Gibbs then, Jameer Gibbs, if they're going to get him involved on the field, every time, which I'm fine you with. watch those Donovan Edwards Ohio State highlights if you get bored. Well, that's because that defense couldn't stop anything. But, but yes, Donovan is good with the – for the big place, Corum will get caught. He had one 50 yarder against Penn State, but that's it. He'll get caught because he can't, he's not that fast. He's quick, but he's good guy. As hell. Really good he guy. Put, he put Jack Campbell on. Don't skates. forget, he's Campbell's coming off an injury. He might not be what he was. The buzz is there, but that, what are they going to say? His knee looks bad, but the buzz is there. They said, he Well, Darius fantastic. knows knee looks bad and he's not going to play. So, oh, is that that's a sad way to wrap it up, Alex? He'll, he might play this year at some point, but he's not close. He's not practicing with mm-hmm. contact or anything. Hmm. Well, thanks, Chester Kimbrough. Unfortunately, on that note, um, that's the show for this week. A little taste of college football. Um, stay tuned for the defensive side of the ball. 20 days. Week zero is in 20 days. And shout out Michigan State's new uniforms. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we'll t- we can touch on that next show. Um I did want to talk about those in the locker room too. Look pretty cool, really cool. So I'm gonna say unbelievably cool. Oh, <laughs> snob Alex was like, yeah, just okay. Well, I just like was thinking like, well, LSU and all the other ones probably look like that too. I guess I need to better. know what the other one looked like before. Yeah, That's I did fair. know what the other one looked like. No, well, you do, but I didn't really. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. I, mean, I knew it wasn't great. It was corny. It was so 2011. (laughs) So 2011. All right. Cheers to episode 128 and to breaking down college football. Happy birthday, Birthday, Grant. Birthday, Grant.